This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. You're listening to Tau Radio, the information and entertainment arm of the Touch a Life Foundation. On Tau Radio, the Touch a Life Foundation shares stories of kindness and information on how we can connect those people around the world who might be in need of assistance with parties who are generous enough to offer it. Today on the Robert Hicks Show, we have Karen Taylor. Karen is the founder and executive director of Right Girl. Right Girl, that's spelled W-R-I-T-E, Right Girl, is a Los Angeles-based creative writing and mentoring organization that spotlights the power of a girl and her pen. At Right Girl, they match girls with women writers who mentor them in creative writing. So, Karen, thanks so much for coming on to Tal Radio to tell your story. Of course. Happy to be here. Yes. Um, So, if you don't mind, can you tell me, how long has your organization, Right Girl, been around? We are in our 22nd year now. So, (laughs) it's been a while. It's been been quite a journey. So, uh, 22 years of... Yeah, it's gone by quickly and and we're still growing. So it it feels like we've still got quite a journey ahead of us as well. Um, We work with girls as well as gender expansive writers. I do want to mention that we have some trans youth and some non-binary writers amongst our volunteers as well as our our teen participants. And um, we love creating an inclusive environment where all teens feel welcome and supported. That's really cool. So um, what was the cause that led to the creation of Right Girl. Yeah. I woke up one day and said, I'm going to do this thing. Yeah, it's true. You know, it, there's a few things. Uh, this, how much time have you got? There's a few things that kind of contributed to it. I think more, more than anything, I wanted to create a community that I wanted to belong to. I, I think I was missing the community of women writers. I was missing a creative, supportive, positive community. And I could see that teen girls, you know, 22 years ago, their needs were different, but very similar in terms of feeling isolated, feeling alone, feeling like their voice didn't matter, hating writing, you know, teen, teens generally don't love to write. It's not something that comes naturally or that they feel really drawn to. So we have quite an uphill battle sometimes convincing teens to participate when they think of writing yeah. as Thing they do at school, you know, the essays and the deadlines and the, you know, exams and stuff like that. So to create a more fun, free atmosphere of self-exploration and self-expression is really quite different. It's a different kind of way of approaching writing. So I think when I started Write Girl, that all of that was part of my impetus, but it was also just a few months after 9-11. And when I look back, that wasn't okay. a I, I really wanted to do something of meaning, something that was giving back to the community, something that wasn't just helping a corporation with their profit margin, you know? Yeah, I'll tell you, I um, this kind of hits a sort of a special place in my heart for a couple of reasons. One, when I was young and in elementary school, um, no, no student was more mortified than me <laughs> to write something and read it in front of the class. Wow. So, I mean, I was just, oh my gosh, I prayed, don't call on me. <laughs> and um, and the other thing is, today, I fashioned myself a bit of a writer. I mean, I had a pretty strict uh, language arts background in my elementary school, so benefited from it a lot. But I, so I, I totally appreciate what you're saying you're doing and all that. So what is, what's your 
personal background that led you to this as an idea? Yeah, I mean, I I was a singer-songwriter in New York City for many years, and that's uh, something I did for for a long time. And I also was involved in some freelance writing and some public relations. And um, at one time, I was really interested in in the Foreign Service, and I studied political science. And in some ways, they all sound very different, but in many ways, a lot of it is uh, there's a, a through line, I think. And I find myself using everything I ever studied and everything I ever did in my work with Right Girl. You know, it's about building community. It's about communication. It's about, um, you know, lifting each other up and and fostering others to really deep, deeply dive into their own creative um, ideas. And I think for me, there's really nothing more joyous than helping people get to a place where they feel like they have something to say and that other people will listen and then they they feel more confident about who they are and how their stories fit together, you know, in their own life. That's really neat. And um, no, I, I totally can relate to that. But also when you talk about your diverse background, that's just so broadening rather than, than being like single channeled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, your perspective is so much, so much more well-rounded. That's really good. Um, so basically, also a bit about who is health by right girl. I mean, generically, it's yeah. uh, teenage girls, right? But um, right. tell us, like, where the, the, the people that typically are within your organization, where they come from, yeah. and how they're helped, that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, one of the um, the moments that really sparked me to start, start Right Girl, back in 2001, I was driving in Las Feliz and drove past a school getting out, and it was um, John Marshall High School that has over 4,000 students. And I was driving by and I saw all these kids pouring out of the school and I did a little research and there was just, I forget the number, but a very few amount of counselors, um, really no creative writing or very little, very little in the way of after-school programming, virtually no mentoring programs. And it was sort of like, how the heck does a teen get the individualized support that they need to get through high school safely in a healthy way, thriving, and then go on to higher education? So it was kind of a lightning moment for me going, okay, we can help this. I have got this network of women writers that love writing, that would love to impart their skills. And if we can bring them together to help these young women here, um, we could really do something. So those roots of trying to find teens that are not, you know, that don't have the opportunities that they need is still at the core of our recruitment efforts for teens. So we try to find teens that are at high density schools. We try to look for teens that don't have access to after school resources that would really benefit from a one-on-one -on -one mentor, you know, teens who really, you know, are struggling with their sense of self, their self-esteem, their sense of what their future might look like. And, um, you know, some of our teens come to us now from referrals, from counselors, therapists, parents, other organizations. So luckily we've developed a strong reputation here, especially in the Los Angeles area, and um, managed to really have people help us bring teens over here that would really benefit from this, you know? Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Um, so, just a curiosity, and I don't want this to sound like I, any, in, any, in any way skeptical. I just wanted to understand, though, um, is there anything that's unique about young ladies, or um, like you say, the broader definition, but girls 
Um, anything that's unique about that versus young men? I mean, do you find yes. them less less likely to speak out or anything like yes. that? I'm just curious. Uh, Oh, yes, there's so much. I mean, we all, when we talk to teens at schools, we always sort of remind them who who is the mayor of Los Angeles. Okay, it's it's a woman now, but for 22 years of right girls existence, it has always been a man. So we're making some progress, but this is our first female mayor of Los Angeles. Who's the governor of the state? It continues to be male. Who's the president of the United States? It continues to be a male. So the opportunities for women are still not the equity is not here for women and you know that's that sort of sets the stage to tell you about the the lack of opportunity but underneath that is the message that goes out to women saying you can't be in the top places of power you are not permitted you will not make it you are not welcome there so teens especially at that you know, very vulnerable age where they're really looking at who they are and discovering their own identity and who they want to be in the world. They really take that to heart and it becomes part of their DNA if we're not careful, if we don't come in and say, ah, wait a second, you do have the opportunity to go all the way to the top in any field you want. You just need to be able to speak up for yourself, bring your ideas forward, you know, and not sit in the back and let the dominating male energy in the room take over where you aren't speaking up, you know. And it is changing slowly, but I think even in school, it's difficult for teen girls sometimes to have their voice heard there's a pervasive attitude that teens, especially teen girls, are kind of in development, don't really know anything yet. So let's just, you know, sort of brush them aside until they're older and know some things. And that kind of dismissive attitude towards teen girls in particular is something that I feel like we are always trying to combat at Right Girl. And it isn't spoken about, like, as I'm talking about it now, I'm sort yeah, of like, yeah. feel alone in the world a little bit that, you know... There, there isn't. There's a lot of talk about, you know, uh, feminism and women's equality, but there's not very much of a focus on teen girls, which is where we have to focus because that's the developmental period where they're going to be able to get a significant change in their approach and their confidence and their ability to become leaders, you know. And then we will see the change in in. You know, once they graduate from high school, graduate from college and go on to in into their career, if we equip them in their teenage years, they're going to be so much better off. And, you know, we're starting to see it. We're so proud of Amanda Gorman, one of our alums who, you know, got to oh, the yeah. inauguration, read her own poem there in front of an international audience and wowed the entire world with the conviction of her confidence, her words, her ability to kind of, you know capture the moment and give us all a a moment of connection, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you as the father of three daughters, Uh um, I can relate to a a number of things that you're saying. And certainly um, there are obviously differences between boys and girls. And also there can be significant differences at different parts of their lives. Mm -hmm. And so what I think you're hitting on is that, it's an especially challenging time for uh, for for girls. Um, with some of the things that, that that they're experiencing, and it's it's neat to see your organization. Now, 
Right Girl is based in Los Angeles, California, here in the U.S., right? Yes, we are. We're based here. We started here, um, but we're growing. Mm -hmm. We've now been working with teens all around the country and all around the world. We have an ongoing program in Uganda with some young women there. We've been working with some teens in Tajikistan and Afghanistan. And uh, we're really expanding um, as, you know, we're, it's not really rapid expansion because we want it to be sustainable. So we're kind of taking small steps to expand instead of, you know, sort of bursting out all over. Um, but we're really excited to be able to bring, you know, what we've developed here to teens in other places where they may have even less opportunities than we have here in America. So, um, so how many people work for your organization? At this time. Uh, there's only four of us that are full-time, but we have about okay. 10 people that are part-time with us. Some are uh, teaching artists that teach out in the community on a part-time basis. Some help us with events, mm -hmm. search. So mm -hmm. it's a very small team, but we really get what we, we accomplish what we do with the strength of our volunteers. We have 400 volunteers that work with us and they oh. really are the backbone and the engine, we call them, of Right Girl. They're mentoring teens, they're helping at events, they're uh, helping lead workshops, they're helping behind the scenes with all kinds of things. And we're really grateful to all of the volunteers that work with us and help support what we're doing. Yeah, so I was, I was reading some of this on your website and, uh, and I saw it on there it said 200 volunteer women. So you're growing pretty quickly with yes. your volunteers. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I think we have to update but, but, that, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so how many girls are uh, are being impacted by this? I mean, like, uh, how many girls are you working with in, in the, the whole in the whole program, including teens we're working with abroad? It's seven hundred right now. So, oh gosh, yeah, yeah, it's large, but it's also a relatively small number because of the one on one aspect and the sort of intimacy that is really important. You know. 115 of those teens are matched with their very own weekly mentor. And then there's cool. another 40 or 50 that work part-time with a mentor. They either don't have time to have a mentor full-time or they just have a project they need help with or, um, you know, any number of things. So we have sort of project mentoring, short-term mentoring, as well as the long-term one-on-one weekly mentoring. So, you know, that's where we see the real growth happen. You can do group events and we do a lot of those too. And those are so valuable. And there's sometimes everywhere from five teens to 200 teens in a room or on Zoom. But the those, those are sort of um, community events. The one-on-one -on -one mentoring is really where teens get a chance to really dive deeply into their own uh, personal storytelling and skill development and confidence building and have a sense of their self-worth really being validated by another individual who's not paid to be there and who is not their family member and who is not judging them but just there to support them so it's kind okay. of a magical combination of the one-on-one -on -one and the group events you know yeah yeah and by the way i uh the reason i was reacting by the numbers is like I say, I was on your website, and the numbers are, have grown so substantially, yes. probably, probably very recently. I mean, you're obviously on a trajectory yes. of, of, of major growth, and that's that's really cool. By the way, I want to remind our listeners, um, by the way, we do have a global audience here at uh, Tal Radio, but um, I'm Robert Hicks on the uh, Robert Hicks Show here on Tal Radio, and we're talking with Karen Taylor, the founder and executive director of Right Girl. 
um, a Los Angeles-based creative writing and mentoring organization. Very interesting to learn all of what you're you're uh, you're doing. By the way, um, I also like to remind our listeners um, that Cal Radio is from Touch a Life Foundation. It's a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization, and basically, it's founded on the principle that helping others is good for society, and we leverage technology. Um, to basically connect people in need of some kind with people that might be generous enough to give. And so um, we want to ask our listeners out there to please uh, go to download the TAL Giving, T-A-L, the word giving, which is an app for your phone. It's a, it's a platform to help organizations like Right Girl and so many others. You basically go to the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store, you can register yourself as either a donor or even your organization um, as someone that is in need. And uh, we're all about connecting the two at Touch of Life Foundation and Cal Radio. So, uh, Karen, um, who do you target for participation in your organization? You were just talking about 700 people like volunteers and what have you. Um, what, what do you look for? What kind of people should consider reaching out to you to get involved? So um, we have really two avenues for people to become volunteers with us. One is to apply to be a mentor. And for that, we're really looking for um, writers with strong communication and creative skills. So they don't have to be published. They don't have to be famous or anything like that. But it's really important that they have really strong communication skills and that they have some experience with creative writing so that they can really be an effective mentor to help a team. We, it's also helpful if they have a little bit of an openness to write towards different writing genres, because part of our program is taking teens through a whole journey of learning poetry, screenwriting, songwriting, um, uh, journalism, fiction, creative nonfiction. So by the time a teen is through one year of Write Girl, they've gotten exposed to all of those different writing genres, giving them a, a broader sense of what is out there and a sense of, oh my gosh, there's all these other avenues to uh, for careers in writing. It doesn't just have to be one of these, you know? So it's helpful when writers come to us that they uh, you know, sort of see themselves as being a writer that could learn other genres, even if they're only really strong in one. Um, and then we have another avenue. We have support volunteers who are not really predominantly writers, but they want to help as well. And for those people, we don't require that they have um, you know, creative writing skills. We still look for a strong communication because that's just helpful for all of what we do. But we, they help with things like research, like our events, um, helping with communications. And we're really grateful for all of their support too, because boy, this all takes a lot of coordination and a lot of communication. It's a lot of heavy emails and phone calls and texting. And, you know, it takes a lot to keep volunteers and teens engaged, especially now that so many of our programs are on online. Mm -hmm. Now, um, your organization is in Los Angeles and a standalone organization, right? But you yes. you now virtually can can work with people beyond just the LA scope, right? Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. Are you part of any other larger organization or any, are you aware of any other organizations like yours 
that are doing anything similar or you perhaps know, you're not? I just thought yes, I would ask. Sort of yes and no. We, we are a part of an organization here in Los Angeles called the Arts for Healing and Justice Network. And we're really glad to be a member of that network where we do a lot of work with uh, systems impacted youth, youth who are incarcerated, um, youth who are in critical need of services and support. So that organization has a lot of arts organizations within Los Angeles, not necessarily ones like Right Girl, but um, mm -hmm. it's similar in terms of the mission of bringing arts education to youth. So the Armory is part of that group, which is an arts-based organization, Unusual Suspects, which is a wonderful theater organization, the Actors Gang, um, Rhythm Arts Alliance. So it's music, it's art, it's dance and writing. And we've all come together to kind of be a one-stop, you know, shopping place for the county and um, the city to be able to find organizations that can come and assist, especially where there is a really great need for uh, supplementary education for youth. So that's yeah. one, that's one well, organization we're part of. And we're looking at joining some global girls organizations, which we've only recently really been looking at because, uh, you know, up until fairly recently, we were really focused on the LA area exclusively, but we now have teens, you know, joining us from many other places. And with our international programs, we're looking forward to really diving more deeply into what, what it would look like to be part of the global girls education movement. Okay. And uh, let's talk a little bit about where you can be found, because um, I know your website is www.rightgirl.org, and that yes. is spelled W-R-I-T-E-G-I-R-L.org. That's your website where you have such a host of uh, information. Um, so we certainly want to encourage our listeners to go check out your website. You'll get all kinds of information, including where they're located, the phone number, um, where you can access them in the, in the hours that uh, Right Girl is open. Um, wanted to talk a little bit about some of your accomplishments, but I got to tell you, <laughs> I always ask this when I'm interviewing someone, and sometimes it's hard to uh, specify, but when I'm looking at your website, there's no shortage of achievement that you folks have had. And I think probably most importantly, like it says on the webpage, that since 2001, 100% of your graduating seniors have entered college and many on full or partial scholarships. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. That's a, okay. And I don't, yeah, that's, it's, that's it's certainly a, obviously a, a big accomplishment. It's really a hard number to keep every year, I have to say, but we work really hard at it. That is really uh, early in our development, a teen said to us, um, you know, we were on a college tour and we said, how did you like the college? Do you think you'd like to go here? And the teen said, well, I'd like to, but my counselor told me I'm not college material. And it was oh, really? that moment that really made us realize how important it is that every teen girl has the opportunity to see herself going to college. So we've made it yeah. our mission to make sure that that's a, a pathway that's available to them. So yeah, it's not easy, but we're yeah. really happy to keep that statistic going every year. I saw where you were honored by First Lady Michelle Obama with the National Arts and Humanities Youth Program Award. Yes. Um, you mentioned earlier that um, one of your alumni, um, Amanda Gorman, was chosen as the inaugural poet for the 59th inaugural ceremonies. Yes, um, that had to be a thrill. 
Yes, very exciting. When, sure. when, jo when Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were sworn in and um, even featured on the uh, Kelly Clarkson show, right? Yes. In uh, late 2022. <laughs> yes, that was just that had a few months ago. Yeah, that was really exciting. She's a wonderful spokesperson and um, powerfully positive human being. So it was really wonderful to be on her show and bring one of our alums to share a little bit about her experiences in Right Girl. Yeah, but again, we encourage our listeners, go to, go to the website of rightgirl.org and check out the list of accomplishments. It goes on and on and on, and it's very impressive. I like it. It's, um, so, so, Karen, what are some of the ways that our listeners can help out Right Girl? What well, can we do I, for you? Obviously, the volunteering is an option if anybody is interested in, in becoming a mentor. Um, we also have our books available on our website, and those are anthologies written by teen girls. They also include writing activities in them. So they make for really great gifts and they represent the voices of hundreds of girls. And the writing is so powerful. They write about their families, their home, their communities, their teenage lives, their cell phones. You know, they're funny, they're poignant, they're profound. You know, Amanda Gorman is featured in several of our anthologies, and that's a nice way to be able to support our work, buy our books and get those creative books out into the hands of other teens and support Right Girl at the same time. We also encourage donations. Of course, we're a nonprofit, and that's always so valuable to us. So if anyone would like to make a financial donation, we're immensely grateful. It's also tax deductible, and that's a, a wonderful way to be able to help support the work we're doing. And at uh, Tal Radio, we're all about helping you um, get that kind of help uh, steered your way. And so you take the donations. You can do it online. If they yes. just go to your web page yep. and uh, click click the donate button, you That's can do right. it over the phone by yep. calling 213-253-2655. And you'll also, uh, you have on your web page a, uh, a mailing address that you can make checks payable to the... Uh, to Community Partners FBO Right Girl. That's so that right. information there is, is all available right there on the website. By the way, it mentioned on the website, it said we also accept in-kind donations. What does that mean? I've yes. the term before, but... You know, uh, right now, the, the thing that we always need more of is journals for our teens. We are lucky enough to have some companies that donate journals to us. We must go through uh, above 500 a year because... We want every teen to have uh, their own journals write in and um, we encourage them to come back and let us know when they need another one and they fill them up. <laughs> but it's really very important because it becomes this receptacle for their thoughts and our ideas. We love them to be beautiful and, you know, give them that sense of a place to be a container for their thoughts and ideas and emotions. So we welcome donations of journals and other appropriate gifts for teens, whether it's books or pens or, you know, things that are sort of writing related. We're always grateful for donations of things in that vein. And it's my understanding that um, participation in Write Girl is free, right? No charge? Yes, absolutely. All of the programs of Right Girl are offered at no charge to teens. Okay. And um, I also understand the boys aren't completely left out, right? There's also, <laughs> yes. a, there's, there's also a parallel uh, opportunity for boys to participate, yes. right? 
you know, it's a limited thing, really. I mean, we're so committed yeah. to really helping girls and gender expansive youth, but we do sometimes run co-ed or boys programs, especially when we're requested by a school or community center, or um, we're right now doing some programming for teens who are incarcerated here at the Juvenile Central Hall in downtown LA. And sometimes the workshops are for the girls and sometimes for the bo- for the boys unit. So we, you know, we recognize that boys need confidence, communication skills, creativity skills as well. And we're happy to do some programming for them when we can. We go under the name Bold Ink Writers because we don't want the boys feeling like they're, you know, under the umbrella of Right Girl. So we have a separate separate name for those programs. Um, But we're really doing the the boys and co-ed programs on a, a little little bit more of a limited basis to really keep our focus um, on really helping lift up teen girls and gender expansive youth at this moment. Yeah. And that that's uh, the right girl is open to girls and non-binary teens ages 13 to 18, right? Yes. And trans youth as well. Okay. And um, when you, when we all experienced the COVID experience, how did that affect your work? Oh, it affected everybody. Oh, it's still affecting us. I mean, it's a, it was a, a a shock to the system in so many ways. And, you know, imagine if you could go back to your own teen years and have all of your social oh gosh, yeah. ripped away from you at the time when you need it the most, when your friends are everything, when your emotions, you don't have a place to put them except to share them with a friend, you know, when you have thoughts and ideas and giggles and crying sessions and, you know, all of that. And, you know, to not have, um, not to be able to do our programs in person was really crushing. But what we did do, which I'm just so thrilled that we were able to really um, come together as a team, volunteers and staff, and just pivot right away to utilizing the wonderful technology tools that we do have and that we could still use, you know, Zoom, Google Meet, Microsoft Teams. Yeah used them all and just said, we're going to figure out how to still connect with our teens, give them a space and a place that feels positive, inspiring, uplifting. And we started having staff meetings twice a day um, in pandemic. We continued them for two and a half years and only recently kind of dropped down to once a day. But it's those meetings twice a day on Zoom that allowed our staff and volunteers to really create captivating, positive, supportive, engaging environments, even on Zoom. We almost became broadcast producers because we have a behind the scenes that does a play-by-play of who's saying what every minute, what activity is happening, bringing in video elements, music, uh, lava lamps online, and um, all kinds of interesting visuals and breakout groups. We kind of used everything that technology had available to us to make it fun and interesting and you know teens are walking with their feet like they're making the decision to come to this they're not getting credit for it or being graded for it or being paid to be here so we recognize how challenging it is to say to a teen you know come to this online thing and you're actually going to have fun (laughs) so i mean how how many webinars have we all been to that we were like i wish i could have that hour and a half back of my life you know that was just boring and just a talking head right so uh, yeah. I, 
proud of what we've been able to create that has allowed teens to still have a feeling of what it is to be part of Right Girl and, and have fun and connect with others and feel inspired and share their writing. You know, we have a soapbox segment where teens can say anything they want for 30 seconds. It's a chance to rant or rave about anything. And we do it online, we've done it in person, and it's just such a powerful segment of our workshops where teens really get a chance to get something off their chest, good, bad, or otherwise. Sometimes it's about mustard, sometimes it's about their science teacher, sometimes it's a tribute to their mom or a moment where they just needed to let something out. And, you know, that has been just such a joy to see that same energy conveyed even through pandemic, even through these electronic boxes. And, you know, we we know now that we need to continue some of this because, you know, we're not going back. We're, we're, we're going to keep going forward, you know? Well, you, you pushed through, uh, through such a a trying time. And I'm a big believer in whenever they're, when you're surrounded by gray clouds, I'm a big believer in just identifying the one or two small rays of light that might exist in, in that COVID experience maybe learning to work virtually and even and have a broader reach is maybe a positive that came from it, even though so many parts of it were so negative. But it's neat to see how you guys um, overcame that. Yes. Um, our time... Oh, yeah. I was just going to say you're right about that. We're so glad to be able to have this available now to teens who otherwise wouldn't be able to come, that it's too far to drive or they couldn't get transportation or they live too far away. So it's thrilling. That is the silver lining of the pandemic for us, that we've been able to reach more teens than ever before. And that's that's just wonderful. We're kind of coming toward the end of our uh, time together here today. It's all been very interesting. But is there anything else you'd like to add? Any uh one particular thing that maybe we didn't share that uh, that you'd like to touch on? Well, I would just say to anyone listening, you know, what, what could you do to help a teen girl in your life and take a moment, mm-hmm. offer some positive support and, and really listen to the voices of young women and gender expansive young people. Their voices are important and we have a lot to learn from them. That's what I'd say. Yeah, and, and that kind of leads to my last question. It's my traditional last question with um, for all these interviews that I do. But I want to ask uh, you, Karen Taylor, um, what does Right Girl do for you personally, like within your heart, having mm-hmm. started the organization and everything it does? Give our listeners an idea of what it does for you personally. Well, we just had an event this past weekend and two of our teen participants stood and spoke, read their poetry and spoke about what it meant for them to be part of a community like this. And, you know, whenever I hear our alums or our current teens speak about what they've gotten out of Right Girl, what they've gotten out of having a mentor, what what um, confidence they have now developed from yeah. this opportunity, honestly, that is just the greatest gift of all. I can sleep well and and feel just, you know, greatly rewarded from all the work that we do to see how it impacts the lives of these young women. And, you know, Amanda Gorman is only one of thousands of our alums, and she means a a great deal to us because she sort of represents a lot of our alums. But beyond Amanda, there are thousands more that have gained their voice, their confidence, and are out there doing amazing work in the world because of their 
uh, how they've developed their own selves. And that just is thrilling for me. My heart is, is, yeah. is full. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And there's a reason why I asked that question, because I like to tell our audience, they too can experience that same kind of feeling that you're getting from this. Mm. They can participate. Mm-hmm. They can be. They can give generously donations, their time as volunteers, things like that. And that's really what Touch a Life Foundation is all about. That's what we're about here on Cal Radio. Um, you know, as that's I mentioned, great. we're an information and entertainment arm of Touch a Life. Um, while we broadcast entertainment programs, Touch a Life is all about connecting people that are generous with organizations that can use your help. So again, I encourage our listeners, go to the um, Apple App Store or the Google Play Store, download the app for your iPhone or your Android phone, Cal Giving, T-A-L Giving, and uh, register. Register as a donor, register as someone that might be, a, you know, be able to benefit and we can help your cause. But we've been uh, talking with Karen Taylor, the founder and executive director of Right Girl and... Uh, Again, Right Girl is the Los Angeles-based creative writing and mentoring organization. And your story has been very uh, inspirational. Karen, I want to thank you for uh, coming on Tal Radio and uh, telling us your story today. I hope we can help you out. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for the time. And thank you for all the great work you're doing to spotlight um, all the programs that are doing good work in the world. Thank you. Um, Again, we thank Karen Taylor, founder and executive director of Right Girl, for meeting with us today to share their story. I'm Robert Hicks, and I certainly want to thank you, our listeners, for spending time with us today, and most of all, for your generous nature in following us and supporting our objectives. Please stay with us here on Cal Radio for additional uplifting stories. You have just listened to Tal Radio Podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.